and welcome to the Motherhood Through the Mysteries podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and each episode we'll be sharing a story from our series, praying together, or speaking with a special guest. I'm so glad you're joining us on this journey as we seek to grow in virtue, encourage one another in our vocations, and explore the mysteries of motherhood and faith together. Today is a very special episode because I have the pleasure of introducing you to our story editor, Colleen, and chatting with her about what it was like editing our stories, how Mary has influenced her spiritual life, and her go-to Bible verse. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, and that it inspires you to share your own story one day through our ministry. Today we have Colleen joining us, and she's going to tell us a bit about herself and what it was like to edit our stories for Motherhood Through the Mysteries. So Colleen, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Colleen Gordon. I live in Philadelphia. I'm a mother of three, um, one son and two daughters, all eight and under. And I've been married for almost 10 years. I went to um, Villanova University as an English major. um, So I always loved um, reading and writing. And then definitely in college, um, being at a Catholic university, growing deeper in my faith. So I started doing some editing work. When I was in college, I worked at the writing center there, helping students, you know, various backgrounds and uh, various courses with their all sorts of different writing assignments, which I really enjoyed and was a lot of fun. But then my first job out of college, I worked for a publishing services company, which basically meant um, bigger publishers kind of outsourced some of their work to the smaller company that I worked for, which was a really neat experience. I did some editing and proofreading, um, also some project management type work. So I was there for a few years. And then later on, that was the time I was getting married and I moved to a different part of the city. So I ended up getting a different job, which was not in editing work, um, just kind of something more convenient and closer to home. But I found myself, you know, always having an interest in that and anything that I was reading online, you know, whether it was, you know, just news or um, more religious type work or a blog, um, you know, every now and then just finding things that, hey, like, you know, I could edit that or I could, you know, just tiny little proofreading type things sometimes. So always kind of having that in the back of my mind that, you know, I did still have that interest for copy editing, proofreading type work. Oh, that's awesome. So That's very interesting that you've been helping writers since early on in your career, right? You've been helping people in in the writing process. Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, something that I was definitely interested in and I wanted to pursue, you know, had dreams of first of moving to New York and working for one of the big publishers, but, you know, kind of some changes in the publishing industry. And especially as we now move to to more of like a, you know, digital, you know, there's more eBooks sometimes than actual printed books. So I always had that interest, but just, you know, trying to pursue that in a different way sometimes. And now there's just so much digital content out there. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see you out there, like, you know, in the city, in this big, high profile position. I could just see you in that role, but (laughs) you're right. There's just so much out there now. This is where people are and where we, you know, are trying to reach people is 
online because that's just where everyone is nowadays. Mm -hmm. So with all of these different places that you could be using your talents and we appreciate you using them with us, donating your time and your talent to our apostolate here. So what drew you to motherhood through the mysteries? What about motherhood through the mysteries made you want to be a part of it? Well, it was last summer and you came up as uh, just a suggested account on Instagram for me. I guess I had started following so many different Catholic accounts that, (laughs) you know, the algorithms caught something and said, Hey, maybe she would like this one too. But I think the name, you know, first and foremost, motherhood through the mysteries, obviously I got that, you know, the word mysteries and the association with the rosary, which is something, you know, very important to me. So I, I, you know, just clicked on the account and started following you. And I think it was within a few weeks or maybe a month that you put up a post about looking for an editor. And I think I, I like screenshot it um, to go back to later. Cause sometimes, you know, you're just scrolling and, you know, the kids are nearby or whatever, and you might not actually have time to like respond to something right that second. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think I screenshot it, which I tend to do. And then, you know, just have all these random screenshots in my photo library. <laughs> But I I went back to it and a week or two may have passed. Like it it wasn't immediate. And I just kind of saw the screenshot in my photos and I was like, oh yeah, I meant to respond to that. So I did send you a message, you know, just inquiring more about it. And I think by then it was like towards the end of the summer. So I was really just interested, you know, to hear more about it and um, get involved in the, in the work that you were looking for. That's amazing. I love that you reached out and took a chance on our idea because it's something bigger than just one person can do. The idea is requiring a lot of people's voices and time and talents. And all the while I've been praying for God to put the right people in my path to help and foster and grow this idea that was inspired through the rosary. So Yeah, it's like a huge intention of mine to just have the right people collaborating with us and, and to have your professional help and your experience is amazing for us. And we're just so appreciative of that. I just want to say, so tell me a little bit about what it was like to read and to edit these stories that are testimonies and very personal and very powerful. What was that like for you? It was. First and foremost, it was just an honor and a privilege to know that other than your set of eyes or the author's set of eyes, that I was one of the very first sets of eyes to look at it before it was published on the website. And once I started reading them, really inspired by women being, um, you know, so vulnerable with their stories, whether it was, um, you know, fertility problems or going through loss with children or loss with life in general, or just really tough situations. It just made me realize there's so many faithful women out there who have been through so much and, you know, more than I've ever been through or could imagine going through. So it just really helps put things in perspective that there's a lot that women go through, especially as mothers and just with life in general. And if these women can find the strength through God and also through Mary and the rosary to get through any kind of tough time like that, then what I'm going through in my daily life, you know, Mm -hmm. usually it kind of pales in comparison and just really helps to put everything in perspective. So it was really a blessing to be able to read those stories 
I mean, in terms of editing, it was really pretty easy. You know, all of them were easy to understand. I, I wasn't doing any, you know, major rewriting or anything. It was mm-hmm. really just small things that fixing, you know, minor misspellings or typos or little um, punctuation type things. But really, um, they were all very well written, pretty polished to begin with. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were all easy to understand. And, you know, they're all pretty pretty short. So it's not like you're reading, you know, chapters and chapters of a book Mm -hmm. or anything. So in terms of the actual editing work, it was really, you know, pretty easy to get done in a, in a short amount of time. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. We try really hard to maintain the tone and the voice and the perspective of the writer. So Mm. yeah, I think that you just help us to make it presentable but yeah, you're right. We do try really hard to keep it true to that person's story. Sometimes I will help people if I want more. Usually that's what it is. I want a little bit more um, mm-hmm. up, like from them or more in a certain situation or um, more of their experience in a certain area. But besides that, yeah, by the time it gets to you, you're just perfecting it for us. And we're so thankful for that. Um <laughs> So do you have a story that you can share about Mary? How has she impacted you in your spiritual journey? I was thinking about that. And um, really, I, I thought of two different either movies or a TV show more recently, kind of just the the more human side of Mary being depicted The first I remember was actually The Passion of the Christ, which I was in Mm -hmm. high school when that came out. So that was years ago now, obviously. But I remember a scene when Jesus falls carrying the cross Mm -hmm. um, and they they show Mary and she has this flashback to him falling as a little boy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was in high school, like I said, so I wasn't a mother yet. But just that really like striking me that she was his mom, you know, like, yes, Mm -hmm. she was. Mary, the mother of God, and she she's without sin and everything. She's not exactly like us, but really right. like she was. She was she was his mom. And, you know, just to see your your baby fall like that, in addition to all the the other terrible things going on, obviously, just it just really struck me. And then more recently with watching The Chosen. I think it was an episode from season two. I'm not gonna remember. Or which one exactly but it was a scene where Jesus had been out healing all day and um you know the disciples who are traveling with him they're kind of back at the camp and waiting for him to come back and everything and it's starting to get later and later in the day and it's starting to get dark and Mary his mother is with them she was traveling with them mm-hmm. and he finally comes back and he's just exhausted from having healed people all day And they're all like looking around and he's ready to just go straight into the tent and just go to bed because he's exhausted. But Mary goes in with him and she helps him like take his his sandals off and Mm -hmm. wipe his feet down. And just like the really little human things again, that like, you Mm -hmm. know, she's there for him and he's, he's exhausted from, from healing people all day. So those two they just really kind of stuck with me, the human side of Mary. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times when people think of her as like, 
you know, obviously she's the mother of God and the blessed Virgin Mary yeah. and just, you know, just so high and lofty and like, how could we ever, you know, relate to her or, you know, hope to be like her, which, you know, sometimes I, I think about that a lot too, but just those two examples in particular, you know, kind of sticking with me from more recent mm-hmm. movies or TV, her, her human side. Yeah. It's interesting how the Bible says so little about Jesus and Mary's and Joseph's day-to-day family life. And I feel, well, my theory is that is because we sort of live that life every day in families. And so maybe God didn't feel the need to explain that as much because we all experience in some way, community, family in one way or another. So Mm -hmm. I think I've always thought that was really interesting and going through the motherly experiences and being able to relate to the common human experiences that we all share, Jesus and Mary, they were divine. They were also human. So for me, recognizing that kind of reminds us that there's a divine side to us who are human as well. Um, And just being able to connect with Jesus and Mary through time and through scripture and through our everyday lives makes it come alive and makes it more real in a way. So I feel like the human element is very important. God could have come down as just as God, you know, and he did actually in the old Testament, but it's, there's a reason that he came down human and was born of a human mother. And we might not get all the answers as to why, um, during this life, but that's why it's a mystery and it's a beautiful mystery and one that we, you know, a journey that we take with Jesus and Mary when we devote ourselves to the rosary. So yeah, that's very interesting. So I wanted to ask you, what is your go-to verse or prayer throughout your day? Like if you're having a busy, crazy day, what is the thing that you reach out or that you say um, to get you through? Um, I would say just, you know, the Hail Mary in general, um, I just, you know, saying one of those and, um, it's, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, having little kids and teaching them their prayers and, um, we'll sit down to dinner and a a lot of people, you know, you say grace before your meal Mm -hmm. and, you know, bless us, O Lord for these uh, gifts. But sometimes, um, one of my kids or especially my youngest, she's only five, they'll just like start with a Hail Mary, which first it's like, no, we say grace before dinner. You're not good. But then it's like, no, we could, we could go with that. You know, just say a Hail Mary before dinner. Um, and there have been times, um, before bed that, um, we always say our prayers before bed, but I can think of one night, um, it's actually new year's Eve. So we decided to let the kids stay up late and ring in the new year, but my youngest fell asleep well before then. Um, and then right when I was going to get her to bed, she got sick. So then, you know, scrambling to kind of clean things up and everything. Mm And she ended up, um, sleeping in a different bed (laughs) since hers had gotten messy. And by this point, well after midnight, we'd all stayed up until midnight and there's still fireworks going off in the neighborhood. So I'm ready to just close the door and be like, okay, good night. We're finally getting you out of bed. And I hadn't remembered like every other night just to say the prayer. And she is in bed half asleep and she starts saying, 
hail Mary, full of grace. Aww. And that just, <laughs> it just hits you right in the heart. Like, oh, here I am, you know, ready to be like, well, you know, it's late. You got sick. It's New Year's. Like, I forgot <laughs> about the prayer. And to learn from children like that in those moments that she remembered the prayer. So Aww, I would amazing. say the Hail Mary um, in general, you know, even if you don't have time for a full rosary or even just a decade, um, just saying one of those when you can. Mm-hmm. Also, as a verse, um, it, it kind of was brought to my attention recently, I think through a, a group I did with my church, but that Mary's last recorded words in the Bible are at the wedding feast at Cana, yeah. um, when she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And yeah. then that's it. Like she's still there, obviously, through the rest of the Gospels but she doesn't actually, you know, have any, any quotes or recorded words. Um, Mm -hmm. So that just really, really struck me and trying to reflect on that and do whatever he tells you, which sometimes we can say, well, I don't know what he's trying to tell me to do, or I don't know what I should do, but just to, even if you don't know right in the moment, what you're supposed to do, just to really kind of slow down and reflect on that and think, just do whatever he tells you. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that that was the last thing that she had to say recorded in the Bible. And um, obviously her actions after that were still powerful. She's part of praying the first novena on um, for for Pentecost um, and being with the disciples and making pilgrimages to the sacred places um, where her son was, where Jesus was and the events of his life. So she set a lot of good examples in that way, but yeah, having that be her final word, um, to us, it's really powerful. And it really does remind us that when we reach for her help, we're reaching out for Jesus help as well at the same exact time, because that's, she only wants us to do whatever he tells us. So Mm -hmm. I think that is a really good one. Thank you so much for coming in, talking to us and chatting with us on the podcast. We're happy to have your perspective and where can people contact you if they want to work with you? Um, I would say I don't have my own website or anything yet, but my information is on the motherhood through the mysteries, uh, site, um, under our, um, you know, meet our team section, Mm -hmm. I believe it's under, Um, so that has my email address, um, Colleen.Gordon, <laughs> Gordon with an E-N, I'm always saying, um, yeah. sort of the more common O-N, um, at Gmail. So it is on the website. Um, I, I check email, you know, all the time. So <laughs> um, that is an easy way to get in touch with me. Um, I am on Instagram. It's just my personal account. It's not, you know, like a business page or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just CJ315, <laughs> which is my f- first and middle initial. And then my birthday, that was just my, mm-hmm. um, you know, lazy screen name way back when <laughs> that I kept. Um, so if you're more of like a social media person and on mm-hmm. Instagram, um, I am on that too. If you ever just want to reach out to me there. Uh, but either way, email, social media. I'm on okay. my phone too much, so I will find it and see your message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all are a little bit nowadays, especially after Lent for me, it was, mm-hmm. I had to rein it in a little bit more, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little insight into you and who you are and all that you do for our ministry. We are so appreciative of it. 
And well, thank you. It's been a blessing. I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of it and uh, looking forward to the next round of stories. Oh my gosh, me too. So if anyone is inspired to share their story through our ministry, and if you want to add your voice to our rosary of stories, you can go to motherhoodthroughthemysteries.com and you can see the submissions page, also the storytellers guidelines page and look out on our social media because we'll be announcing um, the date wherein the submissions will close um, and that will be happening soon. So if you're thinking about joining us for Motherhood Through the Mysteries 3, please do so and reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and share it with a friend. And don't forget to check out our website, motherhoodthroughthemysteries.com. There you can find a rosary map, read our first collection of stories, check out our shop, and find out how you can donate to help our mission thrive. Every bit helps. You can also sign up for email notifications, follow us on Instagram, and find our private Facebook group online. Until next time, Motherhood Sisterhood, Ave Maria!